Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, Leading with Influence and Impact as an Introverted Woman. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Now, I'm back after a two-week break where I had a fantastic time in Jamaica. Um, And I'm here today going to talk to you about overcoming the fears that hold you back. Now, so many of us let fear get in the way of us achieving our full potential, achieving our goals, going after those things that we want, whether it's in our careers, whether it's in our personal lives. And it is really sad. A survey that I did a while back, 78% of employed women said that fear prevented them from pursuing a career that they knew that they would love. And I'm, I'm subject to fear at times, we all are, but it's how we respond to that fear that will determine whether or not we, how we get through it. And when I was in Jamaica, I went to Duns River Falls. Those of you that have never been to Jamaica, Duns River Falls is a beautiful waterfall that you can climb. I'm not sure how high it is, but it is quite a long climb. Probably takes about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe, to climb it. And I've climbed it. I had climbed it prior to my recent visit. I had climbed it three times previously, um, but I was apprehensive about climbing it this time. I was actually a bit scared. And the reason for that was it was 24 years since I'd last climbed it. When I climbed it last time, I was a lot younger and I was also a lot fitter. Um, like many people of my age, the years have seen our waistlines increase and our fitness levels decrease. But even though I felt fearful, I knew that I really wanted to do it. I really knew that I really wanted to climb it. And so I decided that I was going to do it. And I made it all the way to the top. I only fell on my knees once and that was when I missed my footing, but I just picked myself back up and continued on. And there were a couple of times when I thought about quitting at one of the exit points. So they have different exit points as you climb up the falls so that, you know, if you think enough is enough, you, you can exit off it. But my younger nephews and nieces that were also climbing it, they encouraged me to continue. They kept saying, well, you've come this far, you might as well continue. And so I decided to continue. And I am so glad that I did because I had a great sense of achievement um, that yes, I can still do this. Yes, I've made it. Yes, um, I could even, I could do it again. It gave me a new, renewed level of confidence that I could do it again because even before I went, I said, oh, it's probably going to be the last time that I climb it, you know, considering my age, considering how long it has been since I last climbed it. I thought, oh, I might not climb it again. But having done it, I felt confident that I could do it again. And it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie and say, yeah, I nailed it. It was so easy because it wasn't. There were times where it was a bit challenging. It was a bit daunting, not knowing where to put your foot or where to put your feet. 
or not knowing, you, you look at a particular rock and you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to get up that? But I did it. I navigated my way up it, just taking it one step at a time. And the reason why I was fearful of it was because I was looking at the enormity of it and thinking, oh gosh, this is too big for me. It's too hard, it's too challenging for me to accomplish it. I've not, it's been 24 years. After all this time, I haven't got that strength, energy to do that. And I also thought that what if I got stuck um, and that I can't make it? And even after I started and before you got to the first exit point, because I didn't sort of realise how near the first exit point was, I thought to myself, oh, why have I started? Should I go back? But looking down and looking at how I would have to climb down the rocks, that looked far much harder than having to climb up, because at least if you're when you're going up, you can it's easier to sort of use your hands to help you up. Whereas going down just looked a bit more scary. So I thought prior to going there that I'd get stuck and not be able to make it. Or I thought, uh, what if I slipped and had a nasty fall? And um, Because there's no rails to hold on to. But to overcome my fear, to alleviate it and give me the, the confidence to go ahead and climb it, I told, the, I told myself a few things. So one, I told myself, I've done it three times before, so there's no reason for me not to be able to do it again. Um, I also told myself that although I was now 24 years older, people older than me climb it all the time. Um, and another thing I told myself was, uh, whilst I didn't have any data on the number of serious falls that there had been, I'd said to myself that it can't be that bad. Otherwise, they wouldn't allow people to climb it without a guide because you can either climb it with a, a guide who will guide you up it and show you the places where you have to put your feet or you can do it by yourself and the group of um, people that I was with we did it without a guide and so if there had been that many falls surely they wouldn't allow that. I also had water shoes which would be able to give me a good grip on the, the wet stones. And when I'd climbed it the previous three times, I'd climbed it in my bare feet. Um, I can't really remember what that was like in terms of whether I felt my feet slippery or not. But I knew that having these water shoes, at least it would give me a grip. And all of this helped me to make the climb less fearful. And too many of us hold ourselves back from the things that we want to do or even need to do because of fear. And as I mentioned earlier, a survey that I did, 78% of women said that they feared making a career change to pursue, pursue doing something that they loved. And so if you're thinking that fear is holding you back or what is it that you're fearful of? Oftentimes, it's a fear of failure. It's a fear of not being good enough. It's a fear that you'll get found out or imposter syndrome. 
fuels a fear. It could be a fear of success even. Some people do fear success and being successful that it's going to then put them in the limelight and they're not going to be able to live up to it or be able to sustain it. And also something what I see happen a lot is that other people's fears, we take them on. Other people impose their fears onto us. And I did a, a LinkedIn post about uh, my experience and talked about how what I'd, I'd um, been through and how I sort of overcame my fear of climbing the falls. And, and somebody sort of responded to talk about how we often let other people's fears hinder us from doing what we want um, and that we have to bypass their fears, which they try to project onto us and do what we want to do. Because if we allow ourselves to be ruled by others, other people's fears, we will never reach the goals that we desire and deserve. And this got me thinking back to uh, probably about maybe nine years ago when my son um, was working. Well, he's still working. But he's a big man now, a lot older now. But um, he, he hadn't been that far. He was in the early stages of his career. And he came home one day, on a Friday, and he said to me that he'd handed in his notice at work, but he didn't have anything else to go to. My initial thoughts were, oh my gosh, you can't hand in your notice, you've not got another job to go to, what if you don't get something else? What are you going to do without a job? All those thoughts were rushing through my mind. And I had to stop myself from saying that and projecting those thoughts onto him, because I thought to myself, and it was something that I had sort of become aware of, that um, how putting how we can put our fears or project our fears onto other people. And so I didn't want to project that onto him because he seemed so confident that he was going to get something else. So I, I didn't say anything. I just said, oh, you know, you've obviously thought about this um, and you, you obviously know what you're doing. And I'm glad that I didn't because by the Monday... So this is over the weekend. He'd contacted an agency and he'd got offered another job. So if I had said to him this, oh my gosh, what have you done? You shouldn't have done that. What if you don't get anything else? Gone on and on and on. That may have sown seeds of self-doubt in him. And then him thinking, oh my gosh, what, what if I've done the wrong thing? What if I can't get something else? And then as he started to doubt himself and ruminate over that, it affects his confidence, it affects how he sees himself and what he believes. It could have a, a very negative effect on him. Um, it, it's something that I see with a lot of my clients. But by not saying anything, I didn't project that fear onto him. And so he was okay about it. I often have clients who they stuck in a job that they are unhappy with. They're not going for the promotions that they want. They're in a comfort zone, but that fear of failure is keeping them back or even other people's fears. I remember one time I had a, a client who, a mature woman, who um, was going to take redundancy take voluntary redundancy and other people were saying to her oh you shouldn't do that because you're you're you'll never get you won't get another job because of your age and that was then 
crippling her with self-doubt. Like, gosh, what if I'm, I don't get anything else? How will I survive? And she was really starting to panic and, and she was quite anxious about it. And once I'd sort of challenged her thinking and got her to look at, well, her experience, she'd got years of experience, she'd got so much um skills that she could take into another realm and she recognized that there will be organizations out there who for uh, them age will not necessarily not not be an issue and if she did go for a job at an organization for which it was an issue and she was unsuccessful at a job would she even want to work there and so once she was able to address her fears um, and she applied the jobs the first interview that she had, while she didn't get the job, she was told that she was second. They told they said that they really liked her, that um, they thought she'd be really good. However, somebody just had that little bit more experience than her and they offered it to, to that person. But that gave her a little big boost in her confidence and her um, an encouragement. And when the next job that she went for, they offered it to her. And now she had previously been middled with fear, fear of not being able to get another job because of her age. As a result, not having anything, not being able to work, not, not having any income and being desolate, basically. And so it's about recognising when they're absorbing other people's fears. So how, how do you do that? If somebody's saying to you, you know, there's something that you want to do, something that you need to do, and other people are putting those dampers on it or dampers on you, telling you it's not going to work, you can't do it, blah, 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 whatever it is that they're saying, rather than just accepting what they're saying, just take a step back and look at what they're saying and challenge whether there's any evidence to support what they're saying, whether what they're saying is rational, what are they basing that on? And then do your own uh, assessment of the situation rather than just because somebody's saying, oh, you can't do it, you're not going to be good enough, you're going to fail, or whatever it is they're saying, rather than you just taking that on, do your own assessment of it. And then identify for yourself whether there is any um, whether there's whether there's any merit in what they're saying or what they're projecting onto you, or whether it is their fears. Because oftentimes it's their their fears are fueled from their own insecurities. So looking at the situation with my son, um, I guess I was my initial thoughts about oh you can't do that is because of how I'd been conditioned that you can't leave another job without having something else to go to, go to. that you have to have something else before you go to another job, otherwise you might not get anything. And that's something that should have been probably drummed into me over the years. But as a, as a result of developing an awareness, a self-awareness of how other people project their fears, I was able to stop myself, even though that was my initial thought, able to stop myself projecting that onto my son. And so with fear generally, if you're 
you're fearful of um, taking that next step. And it's something that I do all the time with my clients. Uh, in a coaching session today, one particular client was uh, talking about their, their fears of, of not putting themselves forward because they felt that, or putting certain ideas forward because they felt that if people rejected those ideas, that she'd be seen as a failure. Um, but again, rationalising and challenge, challenging those, those thoughts. And I got her to look at her whole career and life and look at the amount of times that she'd failed at something. Um, and when she did, and she put it into perspective in that way, there were very few times. And when I asked her about those times where um, she had failed, what she did about that, she, she talked about the learning that she got from that. And that is what I said, that is what, is what, something that I say is that when we, when we fail at something, when we're not successful at something, we can always learn lessons from it that we can apply if we want to do it again. So thinking about your situation, if you're afraid of failing, if you're afraid that you're not going to be good enough, look at situations that you've been through before where you've been fearful but you've gone ahead and done it. And what can you draw on from that? What can you learn from that? And how can you apply that to your situation? So if you go back to my situation of the Dunzura Falls and my fears and how I addressed them, um, as I mentioned, I, I looked at the situation and I put it into perspective. And I, I looked for the evidence even though I wasn't thinking to myself, like, what is the evidence to support this? It was a process because I'm, I'm quite accustomed to rationalising my fears in this way. That I, I go through sort of, almost, not, I wouldn't say automatically because I am conscious that I'm, I'm doing this, but just putting things into perspective um, and looking at past experiences, um, climbed it three times, so why can't I do it again? Yes, I may be older, but there are old people older than me that are climbing it. Um, yes, I could fall, but there can't be that many serious falls because otherwise there would be warning signs up. Yes, I think there are a few warning signs about... Um, I can't remember now what the warning signs were, but nothing to indicate that they're... That is a place where they have serious falls. And as I said, if there were people having serious falls or if there was a high incidence of serious falls, surely they wouldn't let people fall without, climb without a guide. And also, I had on those water shoes that would give my feet a, a firmer grip on the, the slippery rocks where the water goes onto the rocks and makes it slippery, meaning it would be easier for me to navigate the, the rocks and by doing all that that helped me to make the climb less fearful so what are you fearful of doing what is holding you back from being who all you can be achieving your full potential getting that promotion changing your career doing what is something that you want to do whether or it may be something outside of work that you want to do um, and how can you 
put things into perspective. And what is the worst that could happen? And if it was to happen, what could you do? So if you rationalise your fears and mitigate them and put things into perspective, it will help to change how you feel about what it is that you need to do. And if you feel, if you change how you feel, it is then easier to change your behaviour and so that you do what it is that you are fearful of doing. So thank you for listening. And if you are wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact, then go to my website, aboundingsolutions.com. There's a free assessment that you can complete that will give you ideas about areas you can focus on. And if you're not a member of my High Achieving Introverted Women community, do find us on Facebook, the High Achieving Introverted Women Facebook group. Until the next time, bye.